Christina Quinones Miller was raised in Camarillo, California. Growing up, she always felt a little out of place and searched for space with like with other like-minded artists. Christy started her apprenticeship at 18 and eventually made it to her dream city of San Francisco. She's going to share stories with us about making it to the city and being pregnant and starting her family as a tattoo artist. Hi, Christy. Hi. I am uh, nervous. Me too. Let's shake it out. Let's shake it out. <laughs> okay. I love seeing your face every time. What a great thing. Oh, thank you. How's your day been? It's been going good. My mom is currently watching Frankie. Shout out, mom. Thank you. Thanks, mom. Yeah. And now I'm here just doing my thing. Hell yeah. Where's uh, Danny Bear? Danny's at work. He gets off soon. Uh, Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, Well, you want to just dive right in? You want me to ask you really serious questions? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's not that serious. We're just, no, I'm, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna it's ask just you about you your hanging out. We're just yeah, hanging yeah. Out. Yeah, I wish we had like a board game or something. <laughs> they could just I like don't. listen to us play Sorry or I don't know. I've never played Sorry, but I hate games. <laughs> okay, fair enough. All right, well then this is better. We're focused. We're here. No. Um, okay. So, why did your parents originally move to Camarillo? Uh, so my parents moved uh to Camarillo to like every parent wants to give their kid a better life and uh a better schools and in their eyes coming to Camarillo that was the best decision for us and where were they they definitely they were in Oxnard and uh both of them grew up like in like my mom and dad like they grew up in the hood basically like pretty you know they just wanted to to I don't know my mom always talks about yeah we just wanted to give you guys a better life and we just sacrificed a lot for you guys to stay here yeah yeah um did you like growing up there then in in uh Camarillo I did what is Camarillo like I don't think I've been there is that where you live now I guess I've been there once Yes, it's super, it's a lot of people call it like retirement town. Like there's yeah. a lot of old, old white people that live here and it's, yeah, that's basically how I would describe it. So it's like really fun when you're a teenager. Super like fun. Super a lot fun. of things to do, a lot of places to go, a lot of art, <laughs> uh, a lot of art. <laughs> so yeah. I, Is it really yeah. like retirement? Like, are there a bunch of old people there? Yes, a lot, a lot. There's Did a, you have homies, like little kids hanging around that you're like, hey, come out and play? Or were they just like, up, you I played did, with yeah. the 70-year-old man? man. <laughs> <laughs> no, luckily when I grew up on our street, there was kids at the time. I don't think there's any kids on the street that I live on now. But um, yeah, there was a lot of kids. Uh, I'm still like she's one of my best friends, Chelsea. She grew up across the street from me. We hung out all the time. And yeah, that's basically how I would describe it. It's really sleepy. Like no artwork, no. You must have been so bored. <laughs> yeah. I hated it growing up, to be honest, if I'm just gonna let it slip out. I hated it. But <laughs> I don't know why well, live here now. I went to the city, lived there. And well, now, now you're back. retired. No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So I do uh, like it now. It's quiet and okay, know. but you also let me let me just I'm just framing this in my head of like what little Christie's life was like back then. Um you also went to a Catholic private school. Yes, I did. I and went to Catholic school it. my whole life. I actually, when I was younger, um, I believe I started in second grade going to the school that I stayed at until eighth grade. Um, I, I feel like I, I really liked it. Uh, all the kids pretty much stayed there the whole time until eighth grade. And a lot of those same kids I went to high school with, uh, we all kind of just went over to another high school that was the private high school two cities over. 
And what I did like about going to that school was um, going to chapel one day a week and the stained glass because it's a really really oh. old chapel yeah and it's you're really good beautiful. at stained glass you've been working with that <laughs> I love yeah I loved all the colors and statues and just the old vibe of it it was always really beautiful to me is that so where I you took- found art yeah I always think of that still like it's I think that also when I moved to San Francisco living in an old Victorian was a dream because it remind they remind me of like old churches yeah yeah is that when did you um get like the hint of like oh I might like coloring a lot you know like uh, I honestly like can't even remember because I feel like it was just always my thing like uh for example when I was a kid my mom would always try to get me dolls or Barbies and she tells me now even more because Frankie's the same way but Mm -hmm. she tried to give me dolls and I would ask her like what do I what do I do with these like I don't I don't understand (laughs) what I'm supposed to do but she always said when she got me markers or little kids art kits and stickers that was my thing and Uh, I was always yeah I never liked dolls like stuffed animals and animals I loved and drawing and um, Frankie's the same way, my daughter. Aww. Yeah. Frankie's such an angel. She um, is. So you were probably like really like straight laced in Catholic school, right? You weren't bad at all. No, I. Uh, I think you got, you were one of the first people to get a tattoo in Catholic school. <laughs> in Catholic school, in high school, yeah. In high school, I remember, yeah. Yeah. My friend Jen and I, I remember she was the first one to get a tattoo. I think out of like all the boys too and all the girls, like she was the Mm -hmm. first one. And she came and picked me up and we had planned it out the day of the week we were going. I'm like, okay, I kind of want to get this. I drew it out. I wanted love and old English on the back of my neck. Hell yeah. (laughs) And I remember she came and picked me up and we were sitting at the bank. I went and got money out of the bank. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm scared. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it after all. And she's like, no, we're doing it. We're on our way. We're going to go. She didn't even let you back out. No, she didn't. Never got the tattoo. So maybe I have her to thank for all of this. I don't know. I mean, mom's not happy, but. (laughs) No, but I went, got it done. uh, And I felt so cool after I remember every day in high school I wore my hair up in a high bun and we had to wear collared shirts and you know what the the I think we had to wear the the high school sweatshirt with like the high school name on it but anyways I would always make sure to stretch my collar out in the back and like make sure it went back in the back so when Uh... I was writing at my desk everyone could see it <laughs> yes I bet you took way more notes too oh no I did I was always like this but I was so proud of it I felt so cool and we, she got hers in the same spot so I felt like we were both you know killing it <laughs> yeah that's so cute you guys were killing it I um what did she get she got a uh, Chinese character yeah <laughs> That she has no idea. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, But that was the time. That was was what everyone was getting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So were you always drawing all the time and stuff? Always drawing. I was like, I was like, uh, I found a a journal the other day in our garage because currently Danny and I moved into the house that I grew up in. And my parents, uh, this is how they lured us in. They, after me and Danny got married, my parents purchased the house that's kitty corner to where we live. So I'm actually looking at my parents' house right now. And I could see my mom's bedroom window from my bedroom, which is kind of Oh, weird. my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's how they keep you close. <laughs> she can see in our room. She tells me she can't, too. I what? know. And get blackout Fra- curtains. <laughs> what do you do? When Frankie was a baby, her crib was right here. And she was like, oh, my God, I can just look at I can just see my baby right there. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, for relations, relation wise, I had to get curtains. It was weird. <las> so, for relations. I know. Relations, weird, right? mom. 
Your mom's and like, then, what? Hey, Christy, why'd you put up those curtains? You're like, mom. No. I know. And then it's like, we're also in like my parents' old bedroom when oh I my was God. growing up. And I was constantly, you know, hearing noises. Oh, in so, they, so they they bought the newer house. Yeah. Oh, wait, ghosts? Are we talking ghosts right now? No, Don't talk about relations. ghosts. Okay. Oh. <laughs> and ghosts. You know this house is full of I ghosts. I know. <laughs> I thought we were going there. I was like, no. Oh, God. Uncle. Too many things. Too many yeah. things. Oh, so, yeah, my so God. So you're haunted by the previous sounds that were coming I'm out of the bedroom. haunted by the previous sounds and the current sounds <laughs> in here. Oh my gosh. So anyways, I can see my mom's room from here. That's where they live. It's awesome now that we have a daughter and literally I I have two with Danny. I've passed Frankie over the wall when <gasps> I was at my mom's house. That's so cool. Danny. Yeah, it's pretty cool. My dad even built a little platform to my mom walk. She walks up steps and she can stand and, and see over. What? Why she need to do that? <laughs> we're, we're, very mom! we're very close. <laughs> my mom's a spy Uh, she needs to be in the mix so anyways yeah what was the question again I don't know I I went off I was really interested in all of that it was I found I found a diary in the garage the other day oh about drawing oh my god yes okay so I found a diary and previously I found old sketchbooks Oh my God, I was such a sad girl. I feel like I am a sad sad. I mean, I feel like I am a sad girl at heart forever. Like I'm very sensitive. So you're sweet. I I was reading the journal and I'm like, oh my God, like I have so many emotions. And my drawings were like super dark. This is funny now because I love color so much, but super dark, super like I was like a little goth girl at heart like all my drawings were goth girls like wearing big old black suits <laughs> and black leather everything it's everything hard to black. be a teenager your brain it's is so rewiring hard. itself you don't know what's going on nobody's gonna tell you they just tell you you're weird right now and an asshole yes. and you're just like and, oh the pain yeah. and I feel like artists have it harder because we're more sensitive and we're a little bit weird yeah a little bit I was I like like I feel you on both of those but I lean more towards the weird yeah thing. I worry that's about something that. that I embrace now I embrace it yeah now and I like it. I'm yeah. trying but then I'm like I'm gonna get so eccentric that people are gonna be like I can't even talk to you what's wrong with you you know and but like, your okay pull it back will. pull it back your artist yeah, that's will, fair. we'll go with you we'll go okay with you. great great <laughs> it's gonna be okay everything's gonna be fine Okay, you're you're a sad little little uh a goth girl with your sweet tattoos in oh high school. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah, How'd your mom sad. react to you getting a tattoo? Hi, Christy's mom. I know you're watching. <laughs> she probably is. I bet. You're gonna see her head peek through the back. Hell yeah. <laughs> what well, I assume she'd watch your interview. She better I be hope watching. so. She better be. She better so be. uh I still I will never forget it. We would have it would happen once in a while where we'd, you know, have a moment to sit down and really talk and talk about our lives. And there was this one day I'm like, oh my gosh, we're like super vibing out right now. I'm like, she's being so cool. And <laughs> I feel like I could tell her anything right like, now, mom, you know, like, I love, yeah. You. Yeah. And I was like, mom, you know, I, it's, I got to tell you something. And right when I said it, her whole, the whole understanding mom totally wiped out and melted onto the floor. And she's like, what? She's like, what? And I'm like, like never mind, never mind, never mind, never yeah. mind. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. That's exactly what I did. I'm like, never mind. No, no, no. Never mind. You know what? It's dumb. Forget it. Forget it. So, and she's like, no, you better tell me right now. Tell me right now. And I'm like, no, no, no. And then she was you know, getting pretty extreme. So I was like, okay, <laughs> I, I, a couple of weeks ago, I got a tattoo and she's like, where show it to me, show it to me. And I'm like, Oh God, no, no, it's not even big. It's really, oh my God. it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. And she was like, show it to me. And I'm like, Oh my God. So I showed it to her. She storms down the hallway my sweet dad is sitting in the recliner <laughs> watching TV, not even knowing what's about to happen. My mom blows in, Larry, look what your daughter did to herself. Oh my God. And she's going off. 
And I'm just standing there like sweating and shaking and she's going off and I'm like, oh my God, what is she going to do? What is she going to do? And my dad is just sitting there listening to her. And there was a moment I'll never forget. And I don't even know if he remembers, but he kind of like side-eyed looked at me and he was like, just gave me a little grin and a nod. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so like any sense cool. of relief in that yeah. situation. You're like, and mom's like, gonna oh. kill me. She's gonna <laughs> yeah. kill me. He's like, she's he's probably thinking like she already has enough coming from her mom's side. Like, I'm gonna give her some relief here. Yeah. So that was cool. That's awesome. Did your parents uh did they push for you to have like a certain type of career or anything? Um, I don't know. I think that, uh, I mean, I hate to say it, but I feel like if I was in their place, which I'm sure they probably thought this too, but they were like, shit, man, like, I don't know what's going to happen with her, you know, like she gets, we're sending her to Catholic school. She's getting bad grades. She's like getting sent to the principal's office all the time. She, my mom was always threatening to send me to continuation school Mm. and I was just always you know I was just like listening to punk telling her I wanted to go to public school <laughs> to <laughs> Catholic high school anymore and um they were probably like dang like what is she gonna do like she's not getting good grades she's you know I don't know so was your brother Frankie in the same kind of situation yeah he was like he was like the clown like he was always the class clown he was going always getting into shenanigans too but I feel like he's a charmer so he was able to charm his way out of a lot of things (laughs) like even now he'll say like wiling out stuff when we're hanging out with my family but my parents just laugh it out laugh it off you know if I were to say half the stuff he says oh my god it would not turn out good to me but he has the charm the comedic charm yeah yeah and then he ended up being a comedian so there's no yeah so he's good yeah Yeah. (laughs) man that's unexpected you would never think that your kids like um you take them to private school and stuff like that and you're like oh I just want to you know make sure everything's good for them good for them and then they become like the tattoo artist and the comedian duo I know and now man yeah and I y'all didn't even her. need to go to school I know okay. and my mom said she's like we should have just sent you to public school like you're like I told you mom this yeah. shit was boring anyways and now being a mom now especially my whole wor- world changed and now I see like oh my gosh I was such an a-hole you know like I should have well, appreciated this yeah you're a teenager and you then, don't know you're yeah just, like, your little brain's forming go easy you're on yourself lo- bud yeah Thank you. <laughs> I needed that. <laughs> uh, so that tattoo that you got, that love tattoo, do you still have it? But I um, do. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but was that the person who apprenticed you? Did you go back in there and say, I love this love tattoo so much. Hook me up. I want to do what you do. No, but you know what's crazy is, OPS. Oh, I always think that people should never co- cover up their first tattoo, no matter it's how shitty luck. it is. Yeah, or yeah. SC it is. Excuse my language. No matter if you should never. Okay, mom. (laughs) Just keep it there. Keep it there. It's a memory. You know, I think just the first one, maybe the the second one and on you can cover, but not the first. But what was the question? I'm sorry. Is that the person who um, apprenticed you? No, but what's crazy is the person that did apprentice me, Jose Alvazar, he owns Chuckmo Studio in Silver Strand. He actually, when I started working for him, I told my brother and he's like, oh my gosh, like, did he used to work at blah, blah, blah shop? And when my brother was 18, my brother's seven years older than me. When my brother was 18, he went to the shop that he used to work at, got his first tattoo done by him. Damn. Isn't that crazy? And I ended up apprenticing under him. How'd you get that apprenticeship? I... uh, had started getting into getting tattooed. I remember I drew up a tattoo and took it into um, uh, his name was Joe, Joe, Joe Romero, RIP Joe. Um, he was recommended to me by another friend. I went and sat in with him. I took in my drawing and then he saw that I drew that and we started talking about art and I'm like, yeah, I'm really into 
um, art and drawing. And since I got and my I first have tattoo, terrible like, grades, and I don't know. <laughs> that's no, I'm just and, I'll, and I'll never be able to get any other job. Please help me. <laughs> So he heard me out and he was like, yeah, you know, I actually have a friend of mine in Oxnard and he uh, was working on A Street at the time, uh, Jose, and he had Chocmo Studio there and he's like, yeah, he's actually looking for an apprentice. You know, you should take him your portfolio of all your work and your sketchbooks and just go talk to him. And he gave me his phone number. I hit him up. Um... I went over there, talked to him, showed him my drawings, and I got an apprenticeship. And I remember coming home in this room that I'm in now, my parents' old bedroom. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, like this happened. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to start an apprenticeship. I'm going to be a tattooer. And they're like, fuck no. <laughs> Excuse my language, mom. Hell, no, no, that doesn't work. Yeah. I'm not bad at this not <laughs> cussing no. thing. The, F, F, no. F, Sorry. No, yeah. <laughs> so I, I told them, I'm like, yeah, like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a tattoo artist. And I was all pumped on it. And immediately, no, you're not. No, you're not. You're not Mm-mm. going and hanging out at a tattoo shop on A Street in Oxnard after, you know, until the wee hours of the night every day. No. And yep. I'm 18. I think I was, yeah, 18 at the time. And so you can do what you want. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, if my daughter were to tell me that, I'd be like, oh no, I don't, I don't, Hell I don't know no. about that. You know, hanging out with a bunch of old dudes. No, me, I'm sorry, Jose, if you're listening, but oh shit. <laughs> but yeah, but old dudes. Bunch of old dudes. Yeah, but old yeah. dudes till late at night, you know. Mm-hmm. Being like uh some young, like 18-year-old girl. That's young like, little kid. That's wild. Yeah. It was wild. I wouldn't I let my kid go. No, I'm thinking about it now. I'm like, dang, that was pretty wild, you know? Like, I don't, yeah. So that's how it started. And I worked for Jose there for two months before the city bought out his building. And he came up to me and he's like, hey, dude, like the city bought my building out. I'm going to have to, you know, go start working for at my friend's shop. I don't know if he's going to take you. Like I have to talk to him first and I was crushed. I'm like, what the heck? I, I, I just started and I finally got this and it might be over already. And luckily the guy that owned that show, shop, Leo, he told Jose, yeah, she can come too. And I went and started working at that shop for a while. And then I eventually went back with Jose. He opened up another shop in Silverstrand in Oxnard. So I worked were, with him. Were you until... good apprentice? No, uh, I mean, that's pretty, I mean, I'd be lying if I said I was, there was one time when Jose was, cause I was, I was just, I mean, 20 years old, you're wiling out and looking at it now, I'm like, gosh, like, I mean, but I guess you have to do that to grow and learn and you learn from your mistakes. And I remember he's like, dude, you're, you're not doing good. Like, I got to let you go. And I'm like, what? No, no, I promise. And I was like, please, please, please. I'm going to, you, you were know, too wild for him. Better. You were too wild for the I tattoo shop wild. in the I wee hours wild for him. Yeah. And cause that's one thing like Jose, he, he was the best. Like he still is the best. He always had my back super hard. He was always protecting me, always looking out for me, always, you know, teaching me multiple life lessons every day that I still use today. He was, he's a really good friend. That's a good mentor. Yeah, he was really good. I'm really thankful that I, I met him in my life. And so he, I think, I honestly think he knew that he wasn't really going to fire me. But he just He's needed to check scary. me super hard. Yeah, yeah. He needed to, yeah. So I'm like, no, 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 no. I and I from then on, I was good. <laughs> After That's that, a I really good method. Yeah, fire or be like, yeah. oh, I have to fire you. Well, yeah. okay. But what <laughs> what would have happened if you would have been like, okay, I guess it wasn't working out. Oh no, shit I would have never done that. No, no, yeah, no, no, for no. real. I wanted it too much, but I also was wilding a little bit at the time. <laughs> um, so you do like um, you kind of your your favorite is color, right? Like color, realistic, and stuff like that, right? Yeah, I do. 
I mean, I, I honestly, like, that's kind of what I've slipped into. Mm-hmm. And what I, I do love it, but I also really do love doing black and gray. And um, I'm planning on like, kind of reinventing my style that I'm doing, like, now that I'm working on opening now that my new shop might be opening up soon um yeah. I uh, oh yeah what I are ca- you calling your new shop I forgot sorry tinder- I'm like sidetracked <laughs> oh tinder hearts that's what it tinder is I was like hearts. oh that's so sweet yeah so uh, now that that's happening because when I was tattooed like when I was doing my apprenticeships uh or my apprenticeship excuse me uh at the shop it was always like black and gray like cholo style tattoos um uh religious tattoos um and jose did a lot of uh mayan artwork and because he's mayan and -hmm. that's what he specialized in and um yeah his his shop chuck mole studio i don't know if you know what a chuck mole is but it's a, a statue where when they did uh offerings they would put the human heart on it it's kind of like a little statue that looks like this oh. and they would put the, the heart yeah mm-hmm. i know it's cute huh <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's cute you just that's cute yeah yeah so um, so, so then note. that's mostly you said like mostly black and gray and stuff yeah and that's what yeah. i always saw and i guess i was the one that always didn't do that so Mm -hmm. I would get the work where people wanted color or anything else like that and you know when you're an apprentice and just starting out you take whatever you oh yeah whatever you you get get. yeah how long did you work with those guys before um, you were like oh you know what I want to go to the big city six years and then I moved to San Francisco when I was 24 why'd you move to San Francisco um I was going to well my parents would always take my not always they took us there but took my brother and I to San Francisco when we were younger and my brother eventually moved there to go to college and I would go visit him and stay with him for a few days and I would just get so excited to see all the artwork and just the life there was just so much more exciting and different kinds of food and music and yeah, a lot more just, exciting than Camarina. Yeah, <laughs> nothing here. Yeah, nothing. So to me, when I went there, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And one day I'll be able to come here. There I felt like this is more what I can relate to. Like growing up here, I always felt like kind of a weirdo. And moving back here I feel kind of like a weirdo too yeah but yeah there I felt more uh um, like you fed in like you got a little home yeah 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 all yeah of more of the weirdos. vibe that I was looking for yes yeah. and then I met all my other weirdos there the vibe was <laughs> drinking a lot <laughs> no. Again, never mind never bit, mind yeah I mean I was there for that part so, we had uh, so much fun we had and a you lot of fun I think about that now and I'm like gosh dang it we had a lot of fun god damn did we? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what was your first place like did your brother trick you oh my god ah! okay so like after living there for a while I'm like dang dude you couldn't not I mean I don't know so I show up with the U-Haul some of my homegirls were with me to help me move my stuff in and we roll up at night we go into the place it was like it was in, they found uh, it yes it was in the sunset it was on 14th and Terrible. It was totally like old office buildings that they transformed into apartments. So the walls, yeah, it was weird. And the walls separating the apartment next to us was like a piece of paper. (laughs) What? Why did your brother think that was a good idea? He was like, hey, you want to move to San Francisco? Come on up. I'll get a place with you. I'll get us the worst place. It was crazy. So I'm like, oh, shit, like this is or OS, like this is just how I got a role moving here. And I don't know. So I, I just, you know, 
was like, all right, this is cool. I just want to be here. That's all I care. Yeah. I just want to be here. So we're durable. Um, it's we're going to work. It's going to work. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, the, the wall was uh, about a, a, a piece of construction paper in between the, the apartment next to us. <laughs> and we had to share, we had to share like the electrical bill and the, because uh, it was supposed to be one building you had to share it with so we all had, the people? we had to split like what? everything with the apartment next to us that's how crazy it was this sounds like a loft like an it, artist loft. yeah <laughs> Quote, so, <laughs> so it was not an artist loft i wish it was but. no like like just how they like put it together like uh with like friends of ours and stuff they're all like oh yeah i just built a room in there and then that's my room you know in my workspace like, mm, mm, mm. yeah <laughs> So yeah, so we lived there for a while and after a while I'm like, dude, I got to get out of here. Like there's nothing by there that was, um, uh, Senores pizza was the only place that was close to there on Terraville. And we would go to that spot sometimes. And luckily the L train stopped right in front of our apartment. And I could take it into work, but the sun never, sh- the sun was never shining there. And I'm like, Dang, there, I were there buy- windows? In this? There was windows. I picture you living in a cubicle. I basically it's an lived old- in a cubicle. Yeah, yeah. This is an old it was apart- like a or older. Yeah, office yeah. building. I was in a cubicle, and I'm like, dude, I gotta find some sunshine. I gotta get out of here. Mm-hmm. You know, but but shout out to my brother because he was planning on moving out of the city. And I hit him up and like, hey, I just transferred my school there. I was going to art school at the time for animation. I transferred my school there. My lease is almost up here. I'm I'm just going to go. And right away, he's like, what? He's like, I'm going to move like next month. And he'd lived there for like, I don't know, like 15 years or something. And in the cubicle? Like, cubicle? No, no, no. He lived, a, he lived in another spot. But okay. he's like, I'll find us a place and I'll stay here for you to show you around the city show you what I know and so that was really cool of him so we got a spot together and he you know was my bud so yeah so anyway so I I lived there then I moved to Guerrero I found a studio apartment there and all you just you just me it was 200 square feet yes (laughs) and it was in an old Victorian and I loved it. And I remember my first day when I got my keys, I laid down on the floor and I put my arms out and hugged the floor. And <laughs> I, started, I started crying. And I was like, oh my God, this is like what I always wanted. Like I always wanted to live in San Francisco in an old Victorian by myself and to work at a tattoo shop. I mean, that's tab- huge. Yeah, I, ju- that I was- just got my own studio to myself, you know? <laughs> and how good I did mean, you I mean, living feel? with lovers that whole time, right? Fucking great. They're going to have to pry my dead body out of here. I'm staying here <laughs> forever, you know? Yeah. That is a huge thing. It's incredible. Yeah, I felt like I fucking did or effing did it. And I was like, just so pumped and then the shop that I was working at at the time was two blocks down so I just had to walk two blocks down to go to work it was great oh man that's great yeah Um, so then what you were like "Mm, how can I make this more complicated (laughs) (laughs) what do you mean you're like you know what I need to have a kid Oh, oh, just oh, oh, oh. I jumped yeah. ahead, but, but still. I was like, oh yeah, you did. You're like, oh, I made it. Everything's great. You know what I should do? Have a baby. Yeah. Let's make this a little harder. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> were were oh, yeah. your parents super proud that um you were making it in the city on your own and stuff? You know what they were, and I felt that. And you know what? One memory I'll always remember. They came to visit for Thanksgiving. And, uh, in my little 200 square feet. Okay. So my bed, everything was in the same room and my, my, uh, bathroom was like a little gnome bathroom. Like you had to like, kind of (laughs) like curl up a little bit when you went in and the shower was tiny. And like, sometimes when I went in there, I felt a little claustrophobic. I'm like, Oh my God, I, I hope to God that the door doesn't lock on me. Like what if I'm trapped in here? Oh God. Anyways, so uh, 
my parents came to visit for Thanksgiving. That was one thing we would always do when we were younger. They would take us to San Francisco for Thanksgiving. And we would always celebrate Thanksgiving in San Francisco every year up until recently when the fires happened, when like Frankie was like six months old and we we didn't go because of the fires. But um, anyway, so my mom is sitting on the corner of my bed. I got a table, a fold-out table that I found on the street corner like a week before. I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be perfect for Thanksgiving dinner. So I had that as my table. My uh, oven was like, a, what's the what's the kid's thing? The Susie, Susie Homemaker yeah. oven? Yeah. So, uh, Susie Q? God. You know, <laughs> I didn't have one. My so, sister had one. Easy bake. Easy, easy bake, bake oven. Easy bake. Okay. So it was like an easy bake oven, basically. It was like an old vintage looking tiny thing. <laughs> it was everything and, was cooked with a light bulb. Basically. Yes, it had a light bulb in it. So oh my like, god. I remember we we're like, is the turkey even gonna fit in? I don't eat turkey, but you know, for my family. So my mom's like trying to put the turkey in and it barely makes it. My dad's sitting on <laughs> um, my step stool. I had a little step ladder. He's sitting on that. My brother's sitting on a little steps, another step stool that's probably like two inches off the floor. And I had one normal chair. So, yeah, we were all, it was so cute. I've never. You're like, it. I'm hosting. Um, I thought I, I'm like, I am killing it right now this year for Thanksgiving. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so that was a beautiful, beautiful. That's day. a proud moment. Yeah, it was very family proud. does Thanksgiving in your mm-hmm. own place. I loved it. I loved <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you always want to be a mom? I actually, you know, I I'm just gonna say. I mean, it's weird to say it now that I have this beautiful angel. Oh my god! I so did it, but beautiful. I did it. Yes, I did it. I always. And my mom would always say, okay, well, I'm just going to, you know, my daughter's never going to have babies. But I was always very, very, very intense. I'm never going to get married. I'm never going to have kids. I'm going to work and travel and do art. And I'm going to, you know, just travel the world and do what I want and have a bunch of animals. Like my animals are going to be my kids. I'm going to rescue a bunch of animals. So yeah, that's what happened. And then I, you know, uh, uh, I, I stumble upon this precious bear beast of a man. And you mean a cherub, a cherub. He's so sweet. Yeah. He's so sweet, so kind. And I had a long history of dating a bunch of a-holes. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Yeah. Oh, gosh horrendous horrendous hate them so just had a bad you know I was just not you know I should have went to therapy a long time ago I just (laughs) not in a good space so we should all be in therapy yes yes so horrendous passed and then he's just like glowing he has rays behind him he's so kind and sweet and P.S. He was one of my brother's good buddies that he's known for a very long time. Brother which that, hooking it up yes. again. So Frankie Sr. <laughs> my brother coming through again. So I remember that took some time with him, but he did tell me, you know, he he's so cool. He's so nice. He's oh, your brother wasn't guy. down at first? Your brother no, was like, don't you touch my sister. In all honesty, it, there was a, a time where we were on vacation and Danny would get up and go to the restroom. My brother would be telling him off because we told him we wanted to get married too. And he went off. And then my brother goes to the restroom. He's like, Oh man. He's like, that's cool. He's like, you know, if of any guy that I know, Danny's the one, he's so cool. So nice. So and I'm like, why don't you tell that to his face? Yeah. <laughs> and so just giving him shit. Yes. So the brotherly side was just, I got to be rough and tough on his A, you know? So, but he loved it. I mean, it's so cool, like, hanging out with our family because my brother's just, like, really close with him. And, yeah, so Danny. So was there, like, a pheromone or something? I don't know how it works where you, like, sniff a Danny and then you're like, oh, you know what I would like to do? He does smell good. Yeah. Is have his babies. Is oh that, yeah, I don't something, know. Something like the mind change. 
Yeah, yeah. something shifted, something shifted. So we, we planned it out though. And I do remember when we first started dating, things were hot from the beginning with us mm-hmm. because we just connected so intense and he already knew my family, knew my brother. We were just like, it's like, I could already trust him immediately because it was already he, in the family. It, it was all He was already in the mix. Already. So we were just going in hot from the beginning. And after about, I want to even say a week, I would say even a week, we brought up the <laughs> topic of kids. And he was like, um, what did he say? I'm like, yeah, I don't think I want to have kids. You know, I just want to live my life and do my thing and, you know, this and that. And he was devastated and what? I'm like what he, Danny you can you can adopt a kid have you <laughs> it was his have face. your he kid was, yeah he was just like what I'm like what's wrong what's up what's up and he's like I'm just trying to process what you just told me and I'm like oh my gosh are you serious like he's like yeah and you know later shortly I mean not even later down the road maybe like two weeks later we started talking about having kids and two months in we were engaged a year later so you were like well like you got used to the idea yeah it didn't take long because he's just so sweet (laughs) he just and then I'm like oh my god like I could have a mini you like they would halfway be you oh you were like gross in love you were like gross you were like I need more of you how can I make more of you it was sickening. It was sickening. That's so, cute. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I can have a little half of you running around. And uh, oh my God. And then immediately I, my mind changed. And uh, you're like, we this were... love manifesting and running around and playing with crayons. Yeah. And I can feel it and embrace it. Yeah. So Aww. yeah, two months later, we're engaged. A year later, we're married. And then my mom hits us with the, oh yeah, well, we, we purchased a home that's uh, kitty corner backyard to our, your house that you grew up in. And, you know, we're, if you guys want to, you could rent it out from us. And if you guys decide to move back and at that time we were kind of becoming homebodies in our apartment and we were like, yeah, you know what? We kind of did everything we wanted to do. We had made sure to travel a lot because we were like getting ready to have the baby yeah getting it all out getting it out and p.s side note if anyone's planning on having children travel as much as you can beforehand that's what everybody told me I took a survey yeah I took a survey of clients when they came in so yeah that's a smart (laughs) thing so we end up being like yeah like maybe we should just do it and so we planned on moving and it was probably like six six months down the road a little bit later So we move, we get here and we were planning on trying to have a baby like pretty, you know, soon after I got off birth control, I, you know, wanted to flush everything out, get healthier, you know, drink, (laughs) you know, get it together before. And this is where the TMI comes in, but I'm just going to go. I'm ready for it. it. I'm ready for it. Give me your TMI. So, um, we planned on, we kind of were going back and forth. Should we start now? Should we do it now? Should we do it now? But you're never going to be ready. So I was just feeling the vibes. I was feeling the vibes. I just got (laughs) home from being in San Francisco for about a week. I flew up there to go work, came down and I was home for, I think like two days before I was going to fly back again for another week. And I got all dazzled out, razzled, dazzled out. (laughs) And Danny came home he took one look at me and knew what the scene was. And <laughs> I told him, I was like, let's do it. Let's just, let's make, let's have this baby. Let's make this baby. And oh I was my like, all right, goodness. let's do it. Let's do it. So I just, this is something I don't really even have a problem saying it, you know, live on a podcast because it's something that I'm so proud of. And like, we were such planners and it happened with so much love and care and like it, that it happened that night. Right. Yes. So it was just so important. And it's such a beautiful thing that I want to, and I want to tell Frankie when she's old enough to understand, she's probably going to get grossed out. Yeah. She's going to be like, mom. (laughs) And you're going to be like, 
baby it was beautiful <laughs> it was beautiful and I remember in and I was moment, all razzle dazzled out I was razzle dazzled <laughs> out and in that moment we were like I'm like I love you so much and he was like I love you so much and the moment happened and I, I know it sounds crazy but I knew I was gonna get pregnant and it, it worked out to where I was able to find out it was that night um because when you find out you're pregnant they basically tell they you narrow like, it down right within yeah. the next like within like two days of when you got pregnant yeah. so it worked out because I had just got back from San Francisco I was home for two days and then I flew out again yeah so they told me the date it was the 15th I and the 15th was the day she was conceived and and it was on your calendar too it was conceived baby yeah (laughs) that moment how beautiful is that isn't that so beautiful it's very sweet and it's also scary to me I know it's scary too I told him we have to be careful we tried one time and yeah absolutely I'm glad I don't have to worry about that beautiful but horrifying (laughs) yeah Yeah, you don't have to worry (laughs) um so how did you think about tattooing with um like getting pregnant and like yeah how do you adjust how do you adjust to like I don't know that's nine months right that's nine months you have to yeah be like kind of sick and like uh everything's kind of feels weird and you're tattooing during that Yeah. But luckily when I first got pregnant, um, I felt great. I had no more. I got sick. I think maybe one time I threw up where I don't know where I just felt like I had food poisoning and it was like, throw up one time. I was it, which I feel very fortunate. Yeah. But other than that, I was like, Oh heck yeah. Like I loved being pregnant. And I know most moms are going to be like, Oh, shut up. Why did you love it? (laughs) Because I just, I, for, well, for one thing, I didn't feel sick. I didn't go through any of the things that most moms, unfortunately, like have to go through and that sucks. Like, you know, but I, I, I just, I felt like a, a glowing golden egg and, <laughs> and I, I felt like, oh shoot, like I'm doing golden. it. Yeah. I'm doing it right now. I'm, I have a, a, a life inside of me and I'm, I'm carrying this life around and I felt I powerful. Honest, yeah. yeah. I've never felt more confident in my whole life than I did Aww. when I was pregnant. You're like, I and, know damn well I'm growing this baby. Yeah. And everyone's so nice to you. Like people see that belly, that pregnant belly and doors are flying open for you. (laughs) Smiles left and right. Well, they didn't know you had a good pregnancy. (laughs) Yeah. So they're like, you're in miserable pain. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like dancing around doing kicks and flips. (laughs) Yeah. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. Um, So how long did you tattoo while you were pregnant? So I tattooed for, I want to say it was close to seven months, but it seemed, it's, it's, it, I feel like it's crazier in my case. Cause when I was tattooing, I was flying. So I'd fly to San Francisco for sometimes a week, sometimes, you know, four days, some, usually it was four days that I would stay there and then I'd come back and I'd go one, one time a month. Usually it was twice a month. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was great. Like I just made sure to drink a lot of water. The flight to San Francisco is so short. It's like 45 minutes, 50 minutes. And my doctor was always like, yeah, it's cool. Cause it's so short. And then it got closer to when I remember I was in an appointment and I was like, yeah, like six and a half months pregnant. And I'm like, when should I, when should I stop? Like, when should I stop? She's like, Oh, you should stop now. And I'm like, oh, I have appointments next week. Like I have, I have, I'm flying there next week. And she was like, oh, shoot. She's like, well, she's like, it's only 50 minutes. You should be fine. She's like, but just make sure when you're taking off to slide all the way down (laughs) in your chair to the bottom till your back is basically on the butt part. Oh, my God. Pull your knees in up high. And I'm like, what? Why? And she's like, well, the G force or whatever, like the force when you're taking off will push the fetus down 
towards your pelvic area. Oh my God. And I'm like, what? So is she going to come flying? Is she going to come flying out? And she's like, no, but you know, you <laughs> should be good, but just, but you know, that. hold it in, you know, like nothing, <laughs> nothing's going to happen. Don't worry. Don't worry. But lay on your back whenever you take up put your legs up oh my god that that would scare me so much i'm not in first class i can't do that no no one can do that (laughs) so i remember too when i was taking off i'm like oh my gosh okay i gotta i was like testing it out i'm like am i gonna be able to do this and i remember the lady next to me i didn't care though i'm like look you know i don't care if i look like a weirdo like this is important so i got slid down all the way like i had to extend my seatbelt as far as it could go went down all the way put my knees up and i felt the lady side eyeing me like what the heck is she doing but i'm like lady i don't want this i don't want my baby to blow out here on the plane ah. <laughs> so um, but it worked it's all good. i have a question because i think about this stuff for sure um what what was like after you had the baby did you experience any physical or mental challenges? I and like, did. Did, you, did your whole body change? How does your brain feel? I mean, it's crazy. And there's so many things that, you know, you read blogs, you take the classes and everything ahead of time. But there were so many like basic things. I'm like, why didn't anybody tell me this? Like, okay, so afterwards, I breastfed Frankie and. I, I had a really hard time with it. I remember I, I couldn't produce enough milk for her and I tried everything. I, I had a, a nurse came and she checked up on us. Like, I want to say it was once a week. No, it, it might've been once a week. She would come in, she would show me how to, how to hold Frankie, how to do everything. And Um, she kind of tested how much milk I was producing. And there was a period of time when Frankie was little where I would pump, I would use a breast pump. And then I would breastfeed her. And then when I was done breastfeeding her, I would feed her the breast milk that I had pumped earlier. So I would do this all an hour, once an hour through the night too. I would get up through the night. And by the time I was done doing all this stuff, it would be like a half an hour. So I'd sleep for 30 minutes, get up, do this whole process again, sleep for 30 minutes, get up. So I was like insane. I was like, and that that problem of um not producing enough milk and like like it wasn't like working out. That's yeah. a problem that we just don't talk about, right? Like a lot of no. people have that problem. Yeah. And they're like, are you going to breastfeed or not? And they, they act like it's your choice all the time. And it's like, yes. yeah, most people have such difficulties with yes. like, like, it's not a, you know? Yeah. And no one ever told me that. And I thought it was going to be squirty milk everywhere. And that wasn't the case. And then so, were you like, does that put like a sense of shame in you? Like, like, oh, yes. I like I hear that. And I'm like, that's terrible we should probably talk about these things like it's it's normal if you can't produce enough milk to feed a whole baby every hour yeah and they're yeah they're constantly eating so and I remember feeling like just like at my most I felt so alone so like helpless and and not a good mom and I was like trying my hardest and it still was failing and that was like heartbreaking. And I'm looking down at her. I'm like, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't, I'm trying. I'm like doing everything that I can. I was trying to take supplements. I was eating certain foods, pounding water, like doing everything that anybody recommended to me and anything online. And one thing did work, work for me a little bit was there's this woman like in Riverside, shout out Riverside. <laughs> and she would make like uh, brownies. And cookies and like supplements to help you to produce milk. And there was this thing called the emergency brownie. And I ordered them. And on the label, it even said, warning, do not eat two at a time. Because basically your breasts would explode. Oh, (laughs) shit. That's incredible. But they were so good. They were delicious. Oh, and even no. being shipped and everything, they were so moist. No. Yeah. You so ate I'm too. Like, I did too. I had two the first round. I was like, ah, oh, I'm having trouble. Oh, you know, it's going to be my fine. God. It was 
awful. It was like someone poured cement inside of my Gigi's. It was, and I'm not even kidding. Like literally you could knock on them and do more scope on them. Yeah. They just like needed to dispose of them. You got to express them. You got to get, you got to get it out. So immediately I put the pumps on and it it made me produce the most milk I had ever produced the whole time. So I ordered those and I'm like eating these brownies, like trying to pump, but it's still like what I was pumping was like a little less than like normal. I feel like, or what? Yeah. So it was hard, but then finally I accepted, okay, I got to do, I'll do half. I'll do half formula, half this. And the nurse that came to see me always said, as long as she's getting a little bit of it, she's get, you know, that's, that's it's like the golden juice. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It is the golden juice. Give it just yeah. a teaspoon. That's yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know athletes and stuff like order it online? That's weird. Yeah. I, I don't know how I feel about yeah. that. Grow a baby. <laughs> no, they do what they want but and if you can still produce it and make money off it that sounds great can you yeah, yeah. um I mean, so mentally how'd you do after the baby mentally um okay so I had uh I definitely looking back at it now I'm like oh shoot I had postpartum bad not like super bad like some of the stuff I read about but I was so down because you know you're just like trying to do your best and you know you're failing at certain things and then also just I I know like adjusting to being like a full-time tattooer to like being pregnant and then not being able to do it at all and having this new job it's like I do feel like people as lucky as us to do their dream jobs and what they love it becomes who you are so yeah. once I became a mom, I'm like, well, who am I? I'm not tattooing. <laughs> what am I doing? And that you makes know, sense. I'm, you have to I'm, ditch your I whole kid? identity just to, I mean, not just, yeah. to, but to have this kid. That's pretty wild. Yeah. Oh, and you had to leave so. the city and hang out with suburb moms yes. where it's hard to make friends. Yes. So What's up luckily, with that? How's those suburbs? <laughs> Well, I luckily I still had um, a couple of friends here in town that still lived in Camarillo and I was able to hang out with. Um, but man, it was kind of tough just because I mean, even now I feel like kind of like a weirdo in the neighborhood. Um, but I also like because you're tattooed fully and it's mostly white people. Yes. Like stuff <laughs> up white people. But I have I do make a huge effort on holidays i do gift bags for the neighbors oh, you i do, do it cookies all sure. i do it all big for every na- uh, neighbor so i feel like in the neighborhood i'm killing it and maybe on outside i'm you know feel a little bit more alone <laughs> but i remember taking frankie to like a couple of her first classes like her little music not even the music classes but like there was this little like uh play area where kids could socialize and I would take her when she was a baby and twice it happened to me where I got there and sat down with Frankie and I like sat down next to a couple of moms and they got up and ditched <laughs> like they got up and oh my and, like, god went to a different area and I'm like I'm nice I swear the hell but, are they scared of what the fuck are they scared? weed out the bad ones yeah from seriously the I don't want to hang out with you here. guys anyways <laughs> yeah oh so and it, it also seems like okay beyond that challenge is it seems hard as fuck to make new friends as a parent like uh whenever like I went with you to the baby music class you're like yeah I'm gonna make that girl my friend I'm gonna get her my number and I was like this is as hard as dating shout out out Jamie I think she's listening right now I think she's listening you guys dated it went well (laughs) yeah we had our friend dates and I, I remember even telling you this and we talked about it too and we both had the same experience because it was just like a bunch of like boring moms you know like boring untattooed like plain Jane moms in the class and I'm like get out of I here mean, not mom. to hate on that not to hate on that you know that's not but I'm like am I gonna be able to vibe with them you know basic we're talking yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean I didn't want to say it but yeah basic I mean we're and... artists weirdos and we need to be fueled by yeah. other weirdos I'm sorry it's okay to be normal but like we're just weird yeah. and like that stimulates us I you yeah like I feel you you're good you know 
I need some weird. So, We're going to need some weird in there. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I remember spotting her and I like hit up my like Danny and like I was telling my mom, I'm like, dude, there's a tattooed mom in there and she's brown like me. And I feel like, you know, we could be good friends. And I remember like <laughs> trying to chop up conversation with her. Ah, and trying to, It's like, like trying to flirt, but yeah. you're like really trying to be friends. You're like, but just trying to be friends. and I remember mentally preparing how I was going to like Aww. execute the plan that day. Like, okay, I like your gonna... shoes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like your shoes. I like your tattoo. And so you feel cute. like a little kid again. It's like scary, but it worked out. And now we're super good friends. Aww. And her daughter is now Frankie's bestie, her daughter Luna. Hell yeah. Two yeah. For one. So that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to end you with uh, one question <gasps> and then we'll see if anybody wants to ask us any questions, ask you any it's questions. It's over already? Yeah. I was just getting cozy. I know, right? <laughs> we should just like we not press record for the first like 15 minutes and then just. Yeah, like, so we get loose. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> What are you going to do when Frankie comes to you and is like, mom, tap me up? Oh, no? gosh. Yeah, this is one that I She's going to do it like at like 14, probably. She's going to oh. be like, mom, give me a tattoo. You know, I want to tell her no. And no. she's going to get her friend to do it then. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's one thing. I'm like, I am like, even though I'm like, oh, just wait till you're like 30. <laughs> but no I really no 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 but I feel like all the tattoos that I got like right when I was 18 you love your love I do love my first tattoo I will admit that I do love that one but like a few of the ones after that I was kind of just like wiling out a little bit like kind of I don't know like I feel like got carried away you're just trying to fill up space I was just trying to fill up space yeah so um I feel like I'm going to give her all the knowledge I have, everything that I know, just have deep conversations with her about what she wants to get and be able to tell her how it's going to age and everything like that. And also just, I feel like I have so many awesome friends that could tattoo her that I would totally trust. And what if she comes to you and is like, mom, I want love on the back of my neck with old English like that isn't that cute that'd yeah. be so cute I'll, I'll tell Frankie oh. whenever she gets older and she's like mom won't let me get a tattoo I'm gonna be like yo oh. try this one out <laughs> I, I actually would like I I might tell her like okay you can get your first one but it has to be matching with me uh, I know parents like that no let her come up with it on her own let her let her <laughs> let her let her scheme that because that's a good good angle and, that's uh, good ask uh, aunt Haley I'll give her the angle but if you say it then it'll be like uncool but okay I'll have you know, I'll have I'll have you I'll tell say her it. that yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay um does it are there any questions in the chat for Christina okay and- let's see there's definitely a bunch of comments cool um, I'm gonna start from the beginning I'll be so about gonna- the relations <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Haley's mom says, uh, hey, y'all, from Hi, North mom. Carolina. Oh, uh, Lee's beaming in from Ventura, California. Oh. Um, let's see. Lee says, you both look amazing. Uh, Maddie sends love uh, three hearts in a row. Aww. Aww. Uh, Haley's mom says, you waited until you were 25 to tell you about her first tattoo. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, that's true. Because it was, uh, ooh, I remember I had to go to prom and it was on my leg and I had to hide it because I've been tattooing since I was, uh, I started my apprenticeship at 16. So I couldn't tell oh, my shoot, mom right. whenever I got tattooed because, yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> you were, you were wild. <laughs> she, uh, she was laughing. She said it was too late to get upset. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, co- uh co- Koala? K-O-A-L-A Koala says, uh, Christy and Haley, what's it like to be such badasses and also perfect human beings? Oh, so nice. It's, like, it's we great. We can't say anything to that. Come on. <laughs> I answer. I'm like, yeah, it's fun. No, just kidding. <laughs> okay. Uh, Love you, uh, Jess. Okay. Uh, Vic, oh man, my pronunciation is horrible. Vic Tlempfler. Phew. 
V I K T H E. Oh, Vic the Impaler. Jesus. Uh, uh, okay, Vicky uh, can confirm. Chill, do that, Danny. Uh, <laughs> Lee also says Danny's the best. Again, Danny's getting some. Uh, uh, they like the baby chair of Danny. Oh, uh, he is bear beast. Uh, let's see some compliments for the wedding. Vic, uh, Vic the Impaler says good ass wedding. Leah says the best wedding. Oh, uh, Vic the says uh, ultimately the best experience I've ever had. So freaking pretty. So many flowers. Aww. Uh, let's see. Yeah. And then lastly, Vic says uh, your kid is so cute. Good jeans, making good jeans. Oh, that's a very cute kid. That is so it's sweet. Ridiculous. Um, well then, you can follow Christina at Christy Q Downspace Tattoos. Um, you can follow Gayatrison's Reinventing the Tattoo at Reinventing the Tattoo on Instagram. And you can follow me at Haley Adams Tattoos and this interview series at Live in the Castro Tattoo. Also, check us out on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, yeah, nice uh, hanging out with you, Christina. I miss you. Oh, my ya. gosh. I miss you so much. This was Thanks so fun. I don't want it to end. I know. But we it can has just keep to. doing oh. <laughs> <laughs> We can just keep. No, okay. Yeah, we'll go. I got to go pick up Frankie. Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> over the wall. You have to get your yeah. mom to hand him over the wall. <laughs> I got to wait. Hand her over the wall. Uh, thank you, Gabe. Have a good Thank night. you. Absolutely. Thank you very much.